Zen nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime, which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Visit Zinn.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. It's Dexcom. With the new Dexcom G7, you get better diabetes results without those awful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or to your watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affect your glucose. It makes it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's so easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Is the Iowa farm boy turned reality show heartthrob looking for love on season 19 of ABC's The Bachelor? But today, Chris Souls finds himself starring in a very different kind of drama. I rear into a guy in a tractor. The victim, Kenneth Mosier, was Souls' neighbor in their small-town Iowa community. The grandfather of three and Vietnam War veteran died from his injuries at the hospital hours after the accident. This is Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. What's your name? My name is Chris Souls. Souls was uninjured, but police say they had to track him down after the accident. He wasn't present when the cops arrived in order to submit to a field sobriety test. Did he just get scared? Mr. Souls, you are charged with leaving the scene of an accident causing death. Dancing with the stars. Oh, dear Lord in heaven. There were there couldn't be four more words that would strike fear in my heart. I would rather try a serial killer than hear those four words because that meant (laughs) I had already come down those tall stairs 
the whole time going, oh, Lord, please don't let me fall. Don't let me fall. If I have to fall and break my neck, at least let it be during a dance routine, not coming down the stairs. And then there would be that moment where you had to start your dance routine. The reason I'm talking about this is because a reality TV star, a veteran of Dancing with the Stars and Bachelorette and Bachelor is now, what would you say? I wouldn't call him inmate number 54321, but I would say he's definitely got a booking number assigned to him. I'm talking, of course, about Bachelor Chris Souls. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. And joining me in addition to the Duke, Alan Duke, is high-profile lawyer on the Dahlia DiPolito case. Joining me from his plush digs in the L.A. area, Brian Claypool. Brian, thank you for being with us. Great to be back, Nancy. And before we even start, I want to let you know, I'm going to waive my conflict of interest on this story because my phone blew up calling in votes for you when you were on Dancing with the Stars. So I'm going to have to put that aside and be objective today. <laughs> oh, man, I would be. Look, can I tell you one more thing? I, I had so many missteps during Dancing with the Stars. I worked on a split. All week, I did splits. The night I was supposed to do the split, my shoe got stuck in my long dress and the split didn't happen. I mean, it was just one thing after the next. You know, so I can't believe I made it to the, as I say, coveted final, whatever it was, final four, or final five. Anyway, that was a miracle. All right. Now, let's get back to Chris Souls. This is what I know. Chris Souls rear-ended a John Deere tractor in the middle of nowhere. And I say that in the best sense because that's where I come from, the middle of nowhere, where tractors would be on the road. I mean, come on, a tractor, it can't be going over 15 miles an hour. I mean, like, really slowly going down the street, the man minding his own business. How can you rear-end a tractor without some degree of recklessness? Anyway, so the guy, Kenneth Mosher, is thrown off the tractor. He lands in the ditch where he dies. And the bachelor, Chris Souls, calls 911 to his credit. I mean, I don't know why I'm giving him a gold star for calling 911. Of course he should call 911. He says his name, which again, uh, why is he getting credit for that? What is, uh, should he lie? He gives an approximate location and then he leaves. He leaves the scene. And right now, he is charged with leaving the scene of a crash. But now, more is coming out about was he drinking. Now, Brian Claypool, I'm sure you're going to whitewash this, but one thing he achieved by leaving the scene of the crash is they couldn't do a breathalyzer on him. He goes about 15 miles to his home in Arlington, goes in his house, shuts the door, locks the door, the police track him down through his red truck, and they bam on the door. He hides out in there, hold up for hours. I mean, come on. Can we just get real on this? How many times do you think he TT'd? Tried, <laughs> tried to get that yeah. blood alcohol down. I mean, look, I don't have proof that he had been drinking, but in the last hours, 
some evidence has come out. Nancy, didn't his lawyer file a motion, I think yesterday or today, to dismiss the charges of him fleeing the scene? Because as I understand, he also administered some medical aid to the gentleman that was tragically killed. So his lawyer's arguing, wait a minute, this isn't your typical flee-the-scene kind of crime. I mean, he really was on the phone, he was administering help, he was there trying to help, and that's not a typical person who commits a crime and then runs off into the darkness. Let's follow up on what Brian Claypool is saying and listen to this 911 call. It's very brief, and he does turn around and go, hey, does anybody here know CPR? And I think he did reach over and determine the guy still had a pulse. Brian Claypool, I promise, if I find you dying in a ditch, God forbid, I will do more than take your pulse, okay? I promise you that. We don't know what all he did. Nancy, are you sure you would do that if you threw me in the ditch? Are you positive? (laughs) If you tossed me into the ditch, would you help me? (laughs) (laughs) Let me rethink my more than generous offer. Hold on, listen to this. Kennedy County 911, what is the location of your emergency? Uh, just north of, uh, north of, north, north of, uh, Aurora. Aurora? Yes. Where did we talk? Okay, what's the address? There's no address. Aurora. 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 Okay, I got it. What is anybody injured? Yes, there's a, well, I, re, uh, I rear-ended a, a guy on a tractor. Okay, so it's a truck car versus tractor? Yes, yes. Okay, and who's injured? Uh, the man on the tractor. Is the tractor in the ditch? Yes, yes. Okay, and the guy was thrown into the ditch? Yes. Okay, just one moment. They're coming. Okay. Is he, are you talking to him? Is he conscious? Uh, he's not conscious. He's not conscious? Can you no. Can you check the see if What is the exact location of your emergency? Why, this is Buchanan County. I need your emergency line ambulance sent one mile north of Aurora on Slater Avenue for a vehicle versus tractor accident. The tractor has thrown into the ditch and the rider of the tractor is injured. Caller, stay on the phone with me, okay? You will hear me for just a minute, but don't hang up. Donna, I got this, okay? Okay, you got it? Yep. Thank you. What's your name? My name's Chris Soles. Okay. Is he breathing, Chris? I can't tell. It doesn't appear to be. It doesn't look like he's breathing, Chris? No. Is the tractor on him? No. no. Chris, are we able to start CPR? Chris, do you know how to do CPR? No, I don't. Okay. Are you near him at all? Anybody know how to do CPR? Is there somebody with you? Oh, there's people here, yes. Okay. Does anyone there know how to do CPR? Anybody know how to do CPR? I can talk you through it if you're near the, the patient. There's blood. There's blood. 
coming out of his mouth, Chris? Yes. Okay. I feel like I feel a pulse. Yeah, he's got a pulse. He does have a pulse? I feel see a pulse. Check to see if he's breathing. Yeah. You guys are on your way? Okay, Chris, yeah, I'm going to stay on the line with you. We have law enforcement, medical, en route to you. I, I want to know if those vehicles that are up on the road have their flashers on. Yeah. They do? I'm going to go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're all on. Okay. Okay. Can I call you back? I want to pause and thank our sponsor, our partner today, making our podcast possible. It's Simply Safe. And I want to share something, a story I heard out of Racine, Wisconsin. A house catches on fire, nobody's home. It took a while for neighbors to even notice the problem. At the end of the day, $40,000 in damages. $40,000. And if you can get past that price tag, priceless items, gone. Family heirlooms, charred. If you are not there when the fire starts, who will be there to save your home? Well, for Simply Safe Home Security user Trisha, Simply Safe was there. Trisha was on vacation. Her home catches on fire while she is three states away. But with Simply Safe, her smoke alarm goes off. The fire departments are alerted immediately. They get there in time to save Trisha's home. Simply Safe's round-the-clock professional security monitoring is just $14.99 a month. You think Trisha's happy she had Simply Safe? Because I'm glad she had Simply Safe. Get 24/7 connection to dispatch, lightning fast response times in emergencies with Simply Safe home security order today, and you will get the special. 10% discount. Go to simplysafe.com slash nancy. Simplysafe.com slash nancy for 10% off the home security system. Simplysafe.com slash nancy. Alan Duke, please tell Brian Claypool the very latest. Brian has been in court all day. He doesn't know about TMZ's report. Go ahead. Well, it's not just TMZ. It's also the Des Moines Register is reporting that documents filed by the Buchanan County Attorney's Office today in response to the motion to have it dismissed said that the empty and partially consumed open alcoholic beverages found in and around Chris Soule's vehicle after the fatal crash were purchased, quote, shortly before the accident. Okay, Claypool, I've got an answer for that, but you go first. Well, I mean, how much alcohol are we talking about, Alan? Do you know? I mean, are we talking, did he, did he consume an entire six-pack in a half hour? Brian, you really do beat all because first you're saying there's no evidence that he was drinking or that he had alcohol. And then we find out last night that there was... Wait, wait, let's back up. You have no evidence that he consumed alcohol. There's no witness saying, I saw Chris downing four beers at the at the uh, the local grocery store out on a patio there's no there's no eyewitness of him drinking any alcohol his lawyer's going to argue that all that does is show proof that he purchased alcohol we don't know whether he had a passenger with him where he went after he 
bought the alcohol? Was he patronizing with somebody? That's not direct evidence that he was uh, under the influence and impaired when he was driving. Okay. I was just waiting, hoping you would say exactly what you said. Okay. So where I was before I was so rudely interrupted by defense attorney Brian Claypool was that first you're like, there's no evidence he was drinking. So last night I was discussing this very thing on Nightline and I said, look, he hasn't been charged with DUI. He hasn't been charged with even drinking at all to any limit, to any extent, but we know that there was alcohol spotted in his car. But here's the problem with that. For all I know, it was a 12-pack unopened in a bag from Walmart or in the trunk. I don't know. Or was it a giant tumbler with the ice still in it of gin and tonic or Coke and Jack right there in the beverage holder? I mean, spilled all over the front seat. I don't know what the booze was. So without knowing that, I can't say what it contributes, if anything, to a charge. But now we are hearing that he just bought the booze just before the crash, according to TMZ. What else did the Des Moines Register say, Alan Duke? The filing from the prosecutor also says that along with identifying himself, Souls was required to, quote, immediately return to the scene of the accident or inform law enforcement authorities where he could be located, but he didn't do that. And it says the only permissible reasons which Souls could have left the scene of the accident in the first place was to seek necessary aid or to report the accident to law enforcement authorities, and that's not what happened. Okay, wait a minute. I got something for you, Claypool. Now listen to this. Prosecutors say Souls attempted to dodge several facts around the accident, including an explanation of the empty and partially consumed open alcoholic beverage located in and around his vehicle that he was seen purchasing at a convenience store shortly before the accident. I was just about to say, Brian, if there is a witness or surveillance video or credit card receipt showing that he, let's just go with um, Coors Light, okay, that he bought a six-pack and then in the car, in the truck, police find the six-pack with one empty beer can in the floor and one half-consumed beer can in the beverage container, that's pretty strong evidence that he was drinking and driving if the crash happened right after the purchase. Would you at least agree with that, Brian? I would agree with your comment that it could prove that he was drinking and driving, but it doesn't prove that he was driving under the influence of alcohol and that that alcohol he consumed impaired his ability uh, to pay attention to avert the accident. That, that's just not enough evidence to prove that. Okay, dummy down for me, because what you're saying in regular people talk is you, and I don't want to encourage this, especially to Alan Duke, who is not afraid of a cocktail, okay? Let me just put that out there. You do not, you, you can have a drink and drive and that alcohol not be enough to get you to the legal limit, 0.08 of DUI. However, 
you still can be charged with driving while impaired. What about that? Let's back up. First of all, there's no law against drinking a beer in your if, if you're having a sip of a beer while you're driving. I don't believe that violates the law. I could be wrong. I don't mm-hmm. think it does. But what, what we're looking at here is you need to prove that if Chris Soles, in fact, drank a beer or two from the time he purchased the six-pack, that that actually played an integral role in his ability to pay attention when he was driving. I mean, there, there's still no nexus or connection between he consumed a little bit of alcohol right. and that actually, and that actually uh, beyond a reasonable doubt, impaired his ability to pay attention. Now, I saw in a recent report, Nancy, that this accident occurred at the time of day when the sun was going down, and there's now an issue as to whether there were any, whether there, he could have seen the tractor, in other words, with, with absent any lights on. So, so lighting, lighting could have been an issue. Here's your, here's your problem, Ms. Prosecutor. You don't, you don't have any empirical scientific evidence of, of Chris Soles being under the influence of alcohol when he's driving, number one. There's no reliable evidence that alcohol played any part in him being able to pay attention when he's driving, number two. And, and number three, like you said, there's no breathalyzer done. There's no blood test done. Yeah, because he fled the scene. That's why. First of all, I'm not condoning what he did as far as fleeing the scene. But when you meshed him not having been subjected to any type of testing, whether it be blood test, breathalyzer, or sobriety test, you don't, as a prosecutor, you don't now have that crucial information. It makes it harder now for the prosecutor to get a conviction on negligent vehicular homicide, negligent homicide. So that's all I'm saying. It's going to be a harder haul. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. The bachelor, Chris Soles, walks away from the scene of the deadly crash, apparently calls somebody to pick him up to take him home, and when the sheriffs get to his home and bam on the door, he refuses to come out. He stays holds up in there, hold up in there for hours. Um, finally, the two deputies who were at his home and asked him to come out, he refuses several hours for them to go get a search warrant. So he stayed in there long enough to TT some of the booze out. That's what the argument's going to be. And also, when they search the pickup, they find beer cans inside. Don't know if they were full or empty. Okay, but, but here, my counter to that is this. Did, he, did Chris Holtz handle this in a dignified, proper way? No. Did he handle it in an illegal way by going home? and not answering the door, and not speaking to the officers when they came to his office? No, he's not legally obligated to go out and say, hey, Mr. or Mrs. Officer, sure, uh, put a needle in my arm and take my blood sample or take a blood test. He, he's, not, he's not legally obligated to do that. They didn't have a search warrant or any type of warrant at the time they went to his house. I mean, from a perception standpoint, it doesn't look good. You are legally obligated. If you were driving on a public road, you agree to take a breathalyzer or a blood alcohol. You can refuse That's it. just part of the deal. No, but you can refuse that and be charged with yeah, a crime. Yeah, I guess you that. can. Then you lose your license. Then, then you're charged with a crime. And then you're charged with right. Brian, where, where did you grow up? <laughs> where did I grow up? Uh-huh. 
speaking of alcohol, I, mean, I grew up in a town where Rolling Rock beer is brewed, believe it or not. Latrobe, Pennsylvania, 35 miles outside of Pittsburgh. Rolling Rock beers. I know all about beer, people drinking. Do you know anything about tractors? Did you know anything about tractors? Yeah, we, we grew up in a small little little. Do you know how town. fast a tractor can go? 15, 20 miles an hour. Yeah. So how can you miss a tractor going 15 miles an hour in front of you? Nancy, let, let me share a story with you. Okay. Mm-hmm. I also went to undergraduate at Penn State University. The only reason I'm telling you that is because I mm-hmm. used to do a drive from Latrobe, Pennsylvania, up into what they called Happy Valley, okay, in central Pennsylvania. And I'm sure you're familiar with the mm-hmm. Amish folks, right? And they drive mm-hmm. in those bug the, the buggies, right? They're mm-hmm. prevalent in central Pennsylvania. The only reason I'm sharing the story with you is there have been times when I've been driving on the on those country roads, and all of a sudden. You, it, it's kind of like you're looking forward, right? And you're not really realizing that the distance is closing in so quickly because the horse and buggies are going, what, maybe 10 miles an hour? And some of those were on the road. And they can can create a hazard at times, just like a tractor. I've been driving out here even recently where you see like a city uh, truck that's going 10 or 15 miles on, on, a, on a road that's 55 miles an hour. That, that's a hazard in and of itself. Right? The Amish person and their buggy and horses, they're not the hazard. It's they're the not. speed demon, Brian Claypool, no, driving it's, it's, ADMPH, pulling up. I mean, how can somebody barely moving be a hazard on a back road? You're the problem. You and Chris Souls. You and Chris Souls are the problem. Now, if you're driving 65 miles an hour and you're coming up on a buggy, a uh, horse and buggy going 10 miles an hour, or a tractor going 15 miles an hour, it, it, it can be deceiving to you, the distance, how quickly you're, you're closing on, on, on that person. And that could create... I've never had a problem a with hazard. it. Maybe not to you, but to the average folk. I mean, it's happened to me. It can be dangerous. I'm not making a complete excuse for crystals. I'm trying to, to, to glean a reasonable explanation as to why he, he misfired on the distance between his vehicle and the, and the tractor. And I think that is a reasonable you don't think that's a reasonable, plausible explanation, Nancy? A tractor on a major road going 15 miles an hour? It's not a major road. It's not. It, well, it's not a major limit? road. What's the speed it's limit a back on the road? road. Where it happens, you know. I don't know. No, I don't. And the tractor is going 25 miles an hour, which would be appropriate for a back road. What's intri- what interests me is the totality of the circumstances where he rear-ends somebody, which essentially is per se negligence when you rear-end somebody. Not only that, he leaves the scene and stays gone long enough for the alcohol in his system to dissipate. Nancy, you're one of the most intelligent, intelligent people I've ever met. You know that in this kind of case, there's more. There, what, did you just that, say intelligent? Did you say intelligent? <laughs> no, I, no I'm, 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 I'm suffering from. It's yeah, the, I think it's the I Sudafed. think it's the Sudafed kicking. I'm suffering from the head cold. Brian Claypool just left the Seven Eleven where he bought a six pack. <laughs> okay, go ahead, Nancy. Two important facts that we don't have yeah. yet. Pieces of evidence that have to be developed before we call out the firing squad and Chris Soul. Number one, what was the speed of the tractor at the time of the accident where the gentleman was... was All right, blame the victim. Go ahead. I'm not blaming him. You have to do what's called an accident reconstruction. You have to have scientists come in and study 
the speed of, you've got okay. to determine, hear, right. me out, hear me out, you've got to determine how fast was Chris Bowles traveling at the time of impact, A. B, how fast, if at all, was the tractor traveling at the time of impact? For example, if the tractor was, was stationary, that could, arguably Chris Bowles could argue, his lawyer could say, well, that created a hazard. The tractor just went out on the road going a few miles an hour. So you're telling me it could be the tractor, Kenneth Mosier's fault, and for some reason, Chris Soles, the reality star, had to go home and hide behind a closed door from two sheriffs uh, and think about it. No, okay, no, well, no, no, here's no, the no, other no, thing. No. Let, me, let me, let's back up on that. All I, of that I, might work for you it, it, out it, in L.A. No, 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 no. No, that might no, work for you in L.A., but no. that ain't going to fly in Iowa. It's not going to happen. And you haven't well, even touched on what I think is very important. This guy has a drinking and a driving history that goes back to 1998. Mm-hmm. Underage drinking, speeding, a, a multitude of infractions. He has a previous out of Cedar Falls hit and run and he has a 2006 DUI. So he knew the drill. He knew that if he was drinking and had a crash and he was DUI, he was up the creek, up the creek without a paddle. Okay. Well, there you go. All right. Let me clarify what I said. I'm not saying mm-hmm. that, the, that the, the man who was killed was at fault. What I said was him pulling the tractor maybe at a slow rate of speed on that road may have been a contributing factor to this tragedy. And that sometimes when these things happen, it's not a murder or a homicide. Rather, it is simply a tragic accident. And that's the point I was trying to make. Is that what you're going to argue in Dahlia DiPolito? (laughs) We have to shift gears to that. The almost black widow. Hey, guys, I just saw one more thing I want to tell you. I was rereading... A quote from the prosecutor's filings. It says, by leaving the the scene, he attempted to dodge facts around the accident. An explanation, including an explanation of the empty and partially consumed open alcoholic beverages in and around his vehicle. I know I, I, I think I read that earlier, but I'm rereading it. So some at least one of the beer cans was empty, and that means there's another one that's partially consumed. That's a beer and a half, if I'm reading that correctly. Whoopsie. Nancy, Mm. his behavior is is consistent with somebody who's afraid. He's afraid of the perception that if he's got an empty beer can and maybe a half-empty beer can, that the whole world is going to do what they're doing now, which is conclude that he's a, a raving alcoholic, he's got a prior DUI, and that all of that coalesced, caused this accident, caused this death. That's yeah, because it's common sense. No, Nancy, come on. Have you ever let, 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 let's be real, okay? <laughs> let's be real, you and I. Okay, let's pretend, okay. let's pretend okay. that we just, met at a, we just met at a lounge. Okay, I've always been dying to meet you. Okay, first of all, I don't meet men at lounges. Let, first of all, live out my fantasy for a couple minutes. We meet at a lounge. I'll try. And, uh, I order you a beer. We have a beer. We chit chat. You tell me about your experience on Dancing with the Stars, and then you have another half beer. I get you another half beer. I buy it for you, by the way, even after you 
tossed me in the ditch 15 minutes ago. So I get you a couple beers. You've had one and a half beers. All right? Now, after one and a half beers, I want you to tell me honestly, all right, how do you think you would, you would feel after a beer and a half? And you weigh less than, a lot less than Chris Souls. Do you really believe that's going to dramatically impair? Be honest with me. Okay, I'll be honest with you. Number one, I do not meet men in lounges. Okay, number two, if I did, if I did. You're killing my fantasy, but go ahead. If I did, if I did, it would definitely be you. But if I did, I had, if I, number two, I don't drink. Number three, when I have had a drink, if I have one drink, I go straight to sleep. It's just not fun for me. I'm just one of those people. I go, oh, dear Lord in heaven, I'm tired. Finally, I can go to sleep. (laughs) And so it's no fun. So if I had a beer and a half, I would be asleep at the wheel. That was a bad fantasy analogy. I apologize. So I know that's not the answer you were hoping for. (laughs) (laughs) So now you want to make up. Okay, I love this. Okay, you know what? I think that you have said enough about Mr. Chris Holtz. With me is superstar Brian Claypool out of the L.A. jurisdiction telling me all about his homespun childhood growing up in the hard scrabble suburbs in Pennsylvania. The main streets of, where was it? Nancy, three things. Rolling Rock Beer, Arnold Palmer's hometown for any golfing fans out there of yours. And the Pittsburgh Steelers train every summer in Latrobe, Pennsylvania. As a kid growing up in the backyard, I could see them. I looked it up on Google, and all I could pull up were <laughs> pictures of mansions. And Okay, well, whatever. I guess that's <laughs> Mr. Blue Collar, Brian Claypool. Alan Duke, Brian Claypool. We expect another development in the Chris Souls, The Bachelor slash The Bachelorette slash Dancing with the Stars alum in the next few hours, and we will okay, be back nice. on Crime Stories. Nice. Claypool, I'll see you in court, man. Alan Duke, I'll let you go back to your ce- your, your cement pond, your fancy swimming pool there in your high rise, and um, I'm going to sign off. Guys, thank you for being with me. Nancy Grace, goodbye, friend. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. It's Dexcom. With the new Dexcom G7, you get better diabetes results without those awful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or to your watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affect your glucose. It makes it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. 
Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's so easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 